0: Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock where you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurb that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Aime. And welcome to episode 43, season 3, episode 7, Señor Macho Solo, uh, originally airing on January 8th, 2009... David if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis
1: of this episode. It turns out Liz isn't just racist, she's also president against all kinds of people.
0: Mm-hmm. Would, would it be considered ableist? Cause it's not a... Ah, uh, I guess. I, I guess kind of? I'm not sure. What, I mean discriminate, discrimina- yeah. discriminatory regardless, but I don't think it would, I don't know if it would be considered I guess that, ableist, would, that would
1: probably be ableism, yeah. yeah. Uh, Also, Jack has a new nurse to help take care of Colleen and gets a new outlook on life as a result. Yes.
0: Yeah. And then there's a small C plot of Tracy and his wife that basically wraps up in like the first act. So it kind of doesn't really. You missed one. There's another Oh! Jackie Georgia! Not quite there yet, but. Uh, the, Jenna the s- is highly
1: pursuing the lead role in a Janet Shoplin biopic, yeah, but. This, the seeds are being planted. That bitch Julia Roberts steals the role. Uh, I mean, is it? Uh, come on, aren't we just over her at this point? Was this the
0: Eat, Pray, Love era, or was this around that time?
1: Yeah, I think this I think This, this, this might have been a little bit before, because. Yeah, that seems
0: like a 2010, yeah, 2011 movie. Because I
1: think that was. Little bit after I graduated from college, and in 2009, I still would have been in college. So
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, and this was the episode with Peter Dinklage, and I knew that episode was coming up, but I could never quite remember which one it was in.
1: So I've got a lot to say. About I did him. not remember that he was on Thirty Rock at really? all.
0: No, I mean this is obviously well before Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's so. been at
1: least ten years since I watched his episode. So yeah. okay, a lot has
0: changed uh, yes. in his career, which is for the better. Um uh any other thoughts we have? Uh there I mean this is I think uh a packed episode and there's a lot storyline set up and uh, a lot to take away. Um, yeah, you can you can oh, tell of, that I mean, this is of course Salma is... Makes her uh, How
1: could you forget Salma Hayek? No, I, we
0: haven't mentioned it yet. Sure. I didn't forget, but uh, cuz I remember I teased it at the end of the yes, last time. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so she starts her... She's on. She's going to be on here for six episodes, so she starts her run. I'm surprised she didn't get nominated or anything for this run, because I think she does a pretty good job uh, in every role that she's in in 30 Rock, but maybe she didn't want to submit. Or, well, Elaine
1: Stritch sucked up all the air in the room. For the one or two episodes that
0: she's in this season. I mean, I like Elaine Stritch, and what she does is Colleen, but I think some Hayek did a better job. Hell, I think Peter Dinklage did a fantastic job. Well, he could have easily <laughs> submitted his... Emmy nomination Peter for Dinklage episode.
1: And Salma Hayek would not have been competing in the same category with Elaine Stritch. Well, Salma Hayek would, but Peter Dinklage would not have been. That's true,
0: yeah. Anyway. No, um, I love Peter Dinklage's role. I wish we got more of him. I wish it was like a three-episode arc because I think he's... He gets the comedy so right. It almost feels like he's abliving most of his lines as opposed to like script reading. Like it just feels like he's just bouncing off everything. Uh, in a very genuine, genuine way, um, and X great too. Like she, uh, she, she has that very strong Puerto Rican, like style to her that she almost feels like she's, she's kind of abliving some things too. But they, her delivery is just so on point and perfect. Like this is just an, a pretty spectacular episode, and everything that it's got going on for it, and everything that it's setting up. So we still get the baby crazy Liz back, which is which ties into her Peter Dinklage uh, storyline. Uh, the Jack and the Selma Hayak thing sets up a a season running uh, arc. Uh, we're continuing sort of the Jack hit him, hit his mom with a car, and then we get a little bit more of Tracy and Angie. So it's a, there's a lot going on in this episode, and of course Jackie Jorp jump or Janet Jopler. I think I think is what they call her at the end of this episode because they haven't got the rights yet. But yeah. yeah uh, any uh, other thoughts before we hop into Senor Macho Solo, or as we uh, is that the that's the McRib, or is that the because the McFlurry is the surface Yes, so, yes, yeah, the Flurry. Senor Flurry. Yeah. So the McRib. Before we hop into the McRib,
1: was that McDonald's product placement?
0: They do go to a McDonald's in a later episode. So then, yes, so it was. yes, it seems like they were setting something up there. Yeah. So yes. I'm
1: sorry. Corporate monkeys. Well, there's
0: a giant tower in the background of the Brooklyn Bridge scene of Horizon, so they gotta what get a paid n- somehow.
1: Nonsense. <laughs> Sellouts, all of them.
0: The politics of TV. What are you gonna do? Hop right in. <laughs> Hop right in. All right, Senor Macho Solo. The uh, the cold open basically sets up uh, Liz and Jack's storyline, and then we'll come in from the post from the opening to Tracy's quick storyline.
2: Liz, did you hear? Yeah, is your brother going to be okay? Oh, no, not that. A new movie about Janis Joplin is going into production, and Shineheart Universal is making it. I know Jack can get me an audition, so I'm going to storm into his office in character. Oh, Liz i knew you'd be happy for me somebody's sleepy i am sleepy but i'm also so excited hey max is this your baby sister oh what a cute little girl or boy if you grow up and feel that that's what's inside you
1: that was strangely progressive for
0: the
2: 2009
0: yeah yeah she was ahead of the game. Good job, Liz. In some ways. Well, she th- she blows all of that by the next next time she's on screen. So she tried.
1: <laughs> also, because it's a visual gag, she explained most of the things Liz yeah. was saying in that scene was to the baby over her shoulder while, yeah. while Jenna thought she was responding to her yeah. and excited for her it's, it's, opportunity. That's
0: a fun comedy act of like misreading the situation because you're so self-involved that you think everything's about you so you're just... I am sleepy. I am kind of sleepy. It's like you've given no cue to make someone think that you're tired. It's just so silly.
2: OMG, Liz. Look at you and me and our biological clocks. You're going baby crazy and I keep getting turned on by car accidents. I'm not baby crazy. Jenna, this whole adoption thing is just taking a lot longer than I thought. And where did you get that little shoe? It isn't stealing if it fell on the ground
3: so uh that's the tour elisa i think you'll find being my mother's nurse a mixed bag when she's in a foul mood it can be horribly unpleasant but at other times she is asleep
4: i understand elder care can be stressful
3: uh, especially when the object of that care wanders around at night in depression era petty pants
4: you should have seen my grandmother in her later years do you know what kind of clothes old puerto rican ladies wear around the house no me neither because she never wore any but family is family and you're a good son
3: well i do what i can for my mother jack
1: somebody's got to dry me off
4: he just left mrs Donahue. I'm coming
0: to help you so that we get the setup um of Elisa and Jack and what she's gonna be on screen on screen for so um, again, she just has that that timing down of of like a quick wit, so I
1: guess given the Salma time, Hayek is a sharp comedic actress. I'm trying to think
0: I don't think I've ever seen her anything where i have like, oh man, she is a comedic actress I'm trying to think she's always everything I've seen her in has mostly been like a, drama, a dramatic role so gotcha I'm sure she has comedic legs I just hadn't seen them before until this episode so it was a fun surprise surprise I'm sorry right, what's your what's your experience with Salma Hayek Frida actually I've never seen that never movie seen it either I just know about it <laughs> damn it <laughs> yeah I don't have too much experience with her though but everything I have seen her in it's mostly just dramatic roles so it was a fun surprise
1: So, Jack is worried that Tracy's spending is out of control because he's doing things like wearing a shirt made of money and wearing solid gold shoes.
0: Yep. And he's too proud.
1: And Tracy has a reason why he's trying to spend as much as possible.
0: (laughs) Not very good
3: reason. Tracy, your friends and I are concerned about you. We think your spending has gotten out of control. Give me an example. Well, you bought three hours of network prime time for your salute to Benny Hill
5: chat you don't get it i don't want to spend so much i have to i'm afraid angie will divorce me if i ever have enough money for her to live off a half so before she can get it i have to spend it all on useless things like gold shoes and grizz and dot com well she's not
3: gonna get half your money tracy what does your prenup say
5: i don't got a prenup when Angie and I got married, my only assets were a toaster oven and two tickets to a Young MC concert. You need to be protected. Let's bring Angie in here. We'll think of something, a post-nup, if you will, something that will bring you peace of mind. Okay, I'll bring Angie in. But I'm going to tell her this is all your idea. Don't help me. I'm too proud.
0: It's so goofy, but it's, it's perfect for Tracy's character, him physically lifting his feet to walk out in gold shoes. Like, God, couldn't you just, I don't know. It's silly. But it's peak Tracy, so it's it's not surprising at this point.
1: Do you think people run up and take, grab money off of his shirt? Because, I mean, some of them, it's just like fringes of dollar bills. Yeah, just like I mean, it seems like you could easily flapping. Like, just
0: snatch several and get away. I don't know. I would hope that he wouldn't be out in a public situation where that's plausible. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. Well, we get our second guest star uh, with Peter Dinklage as, you know, Liz is just out on her lunch hour prowling for meat, as she says.
2: Hi! <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Hi, honey. Uh, excuse me. Hello there.
6: Did you just touch my head?
2: Well, I had to do something to get your attention.
6: Okay, you got it.
2: Yeah, I do. I like your tie.
6: And I like aggressive women with a nerdy vibe. How about we grab some coffee and explore this?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So do we have any experience with Peter Dinklage?
1: Uh, yes, but I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but I've definitely seen him in things that are not Game of Thrones, because I don't watch that, or haven't watched that.
0: Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, I do remember, I think the first thing I saw him in was, you remember Will Ferrell's Elf from like 2005? 2006? Yes. Yes. that time. He was like a, I think he was a publisher, um, and so, like, if you haven't seen Elf, I'm pretty sure you have seen it at this point, but the loose story is Will Ferrell plays a character who, when he was a baby, he snuck into Santa's uh, sack when he was headed back to the North Pole, and they discovered him, and he was raised along with other elves, or with elves at the North Pole. And eventually he got too big and too old, so they had to start, they had to bring him back to his home and sort of reintroduce him to the world. And he goes, and his father. takes him to work because he can't leave him at home because he's basically an adult child. And uh, his father works for a publishing company and Peter Dinklage plays one of the head publishers there. Or I think they're actually trying to get um, publishing from him, like he's got a new book out. Anyway, it doesn't matter too much. But Buddy is the name of Will Ferrell's character and he has no uh, tact with dealing with people. So he just sees uh, Peter Dinklage, who is a small person or a little person and he immediately thinks he is an elf so there's just all these jokes about oh you 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 guys have elves working here and obviously peter dinklage is taking offense because he's a little person and will ferrell's character is completely oblivious that that's a thing he just assumed it because yeah, he as far as he know elves exist and he's seeing another one and it's just like this it's this funny exchange where Will Ferrell is just can't see death in front of him like Peter Dinklage is getting more and more angry and is like I'm going to kill you if you don't stop and Will Ferrell is just like oh he's an angry little elf and it's just it's it's a funny exchange just because like Peter Dinklage is so good. And I remember watching that scene, I was like, man, I'm, we're going to see more of this he's guy. He's going to win an
1: Emmy one day. No, no,
0: but I was like, man, we're going to see more of this guy because like he is killing it right now. And sure enough, I mean, he's gone on to do great things. Obviously, probably the most popular character to come out of Game of Thrones, I think, uh, arguably. Um, I guess you could say Amelia Clarke is up there too. Um, the Mother of Dragons, I can't think of the character's name at the moment, but... I think Tyr- uh, Tyrion is probably the strongest character that most people have a connection with in Game of Thrones.
1: Lena Headey. I don't know who that is. She's a lady who drinks wine or something. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, she, you know I think that's... She's the, the one who drinks wine and gets she, killed in the Tower. Everyone was pe- so sad that she never won an Emmy. She drank wine in the Tower the last season. She didn't have any plot wine. She just drank wine in the Tower. That's all I kept hearing.
0: Oh, yeah. She was the mother of Geoffrey, Joffrey. Yes, Um, the the incestuous twins. Um, Oh no! Yeah, that's that's a weird series for people to like latch onto, considering how many questionable things there are in that. Um, I don't know. It's it's a fine series, um, but I'm just curious if like ten years from now we'll be looking at like the same way we look at something like Breaking Bad or Sopranos or even something like Mad Men, where it will be like, it was a prestige show, and it's like. The Wire, you know, like, oh, you, ha- you haven't seen Game of Thrones? Like, no, it I do not get that. Well, because it
1: was... I mean, The Wire gets that partially because barely anyone watched it when it was on. Right.
0: And there wasn't anything like that at that time when yeah. it was on, so...
1: But Game of Thrones was seen by, by gazillions of people, so...
0: Yeah. I don't think it'll have that same level of admiration ten years removed.
1: Well, especially because the... finale seemed divisive, but not in, like, The Sopranos way, where... Hmm. I guess a lot of people were angry about the Sopranos finale, but it was different. It just, I don't know, it wasn't as... Well, first off, there were plenty of defenders of the Sopranos finale. And I don't know, even though it was a popular show, it wasn't as populist, if that makes sense. like yeah. It, I mean, it was a big show, but it wasn't like literally the biggest show on television like Game mm. of Thrones was for last several seasons.
0: Uh, the more I think of it, I think... So at that time when Sopranos was in, HBO did not have a streaming app. The only way to see it, I think, was a cable subscription. I don't even think HBO Go existed
1: when... Oh, no. Not in the early 2000s, It had a
0: very limited reach in terms of how many people were actually watching it outside of like DVDs. And um, Twitter was not as big when The Sopranos was airing. It didn't exist for most of it. It didn't exist for most of it. not all of it. And... When you look at like how open the production of Game of Thrones was in terms of what people on set were sharing and talking about versus maybe like Sopranos and the daily news that would come out of that, people weren't following Sopranos as closely like that as they were Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, there was basically every week there was a new detail to share. So I think hype built into Game of Thrones over Sopranos in terms of what people were expecting and wanting. Uh, versus um, what Sopranos... And and I think with the fantasy genre, there's a little bit more of a fandom that comes with that That's and expectation true. and um, a, a toxicity that also comes with that versus something like Sopranos. So, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if in 10 years we'll be talking about Game of Thrones the same way, but I, I can almost yeah. guarantee it won't happen just because it it's a different kind of show. it depends on if right? any
1: of those, the sequel or the prequels or sequel or whatever, yeah. if, if any of them gain traction because...
0: It depends on how much time between yeah. the finale and that starts back up because it'll be like if it's too soon then it's just like you'll still be reminding people of a, a lot of divisive finale but if you wait maybe like 8 to 10 years you get those people that like have fond memories well, it won't be keep,
1: definitely won't be that long won't be more than a year HBO or two.
0: would be silly to wait that long just because of the name Well I mean they're in pro- but, I mean they're starting yeah, production but so. um, yeah I don't know i don't i don't think it'll have the same legacy as any of those other shows but we'll see time will tell but um yeah i don't know What? The, what is another show like that that would have a legacy i mean i feel like breaking bad was the most recent of
1: just uh one of those, just break like, like, big show i mean uh, yes breaking bad sopranos mad men friday night lights um mm-hmm. Wire obviously, Arrested. Sex and the City, I feel like Arrested Development, Arrested I Development. yeah, for comedy yeah. Arrested Development, Sex and the City, Thirty Rock, Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. The Office, mm-hmm. um, Seinfeld. Oh yes, yeah, Seinfeld, Frasier, Cheers. Yeah. Well, I mean, that then we're we're going way back. That right. Friends. But I'm you know,
0: I'm saying like Game of Thrones would be the closest that could. Oh, uh, that, yeah I'm saying of like the last 10 years, I don't know if there's... Uh, I mean, I, I Walking, I mean in
1: terms of current viewership, Walking Dead is like yeah, one of the big shows of its time. Yeah, that's true,
0: but I I mean, that's so almost, not niche, but like it's dependent on you having to care about like zombies and that lore and that world to... Well, really also it's not
1: nearly to, critically acclaimed as all the other shows right. we just talked about, but I'm, I'm just talking about, I guess, in terms of what it has a large audience yeah. in recent times that's yeah, basically that walking dead is the second script. biggest thing after game of thrones i don't
0: think anyone's going to be talking about walking dead's finale oh, no. and saying, no, no, like, no. 10 no. years later like oh you haven't seen walking dead no. yeah i don't i don't know i'm just I'm, I'm i'm eager to see what it'll be but i don't know what show could should would reach that level next but i guess we'll just have to stay tuned uh jack gets a surprise visitor in his office from 1960
4: shine heart universal biopic so bad that i came here dressed as me actually i am me so well i dress normal but my friend jenna moroni she should be my understudy i mean she should audition for me but i'm me now actually
3: ongoing train wreck aside i love this idea it's great synergy yeah. By putting a TV actress into the movie world, we can promote both. It's like how we're including a hero's DVD with every missile guidance system we sell. I'll call the studio. Yes!
4: I'm so glad that I time-traveled here from 1969. Whoa, what is that iron bird?
3: They had airplanes in the 60s, show. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I think that's my favorite that's scene. That's so ridiculous and that's silly. That's my favorite scene. It's so good. Do you know how old Janis Joplin was when she died? 27. Yeah. Isn't that insane? Well, that's the magic number for... Right, where where a lot of people ...tragic, tragic,
0: well, massive air quotes, tragic. Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin. Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, yeah.
1: But it's just, maybe because she just had that kind of like old soul like heavy vibe it just seems insane that
0: yeah i i mean uh, as mean as this might sound i think the drugs really oh, age first early. i mean well Cause cause she at least
1: contributed 40, to like the raspy yeah, yeah, yeah. image and everything and the
0: alcohol probably yeah. didn't help either but yeah no she she was young and i i mean i was like i was thinking a couple weeks ago where i was talking to someone at work about like jimmy hendrix like just imagining if he were still alive today like not only the music that he may or may still not be producing, just because of his age, he might have just gone into a producing level, but like the music that he could have made as he got older and like new technologies to develop or new ideas he helped to develop because of, of burgeoning technology. It's like, man, what a what a real missed opportunity. And it's not to say like there haven't been other people of his caliber that have come along and, and obviously progressed the music uh, industry forward, but it's like, man, he was so impactful and just taken so soon like a lot of people argue that like, Kurt Cobain was a tragic here Kurt Cobain was a fucking tweaker and he was a dangerous person just because of like he was on heroin a lot of the time like he created a lot of fan happy music and he made a lot of people happy with his music but he was a burnout
1: those are like, some strong words It's true
0: though like there's a there's an interview of him like on MTV where like he's holding his newborn baby and he's tweaking really hard and like he's about to drop her and it's like oh, that's dangerous Lord. that shouldn't someone like that shouldn't be that like praised when they're that messed up I don't know I'm not saying like he deserved to die I'm not saying that I think it, it sucks that he took it like he was taken away at 27 but he wasn't exactly a, an angel in terms of like what he was doing with his life, so I don't know, but like someone like, and, uh, Hendrix wasn't clean either, I mean, he was doing plenty of drugs openly, but um, I don't know, it's it's a shame that, uh... He
1: yeah. could have had Santana's career. Yeah, I mean,
0: he really could have, uh, I, but, oh, he could have, he could have been the one that done smooth with <laughs> Rob Thomas, and, uh, uh, Maria Maria was the one with Wycliffe
1: John and, um... Product G&B? Damn, I how think? do
0: you... You need to go on Jeopardy with this knowledge. Because I knew Wyclef Jean was involved. I think he was just like mostly a producer, and he was the one that probably got project GNB product, the project GB hooked into this. Product, I thing. think. Oh, you're right, product.
2: <laughs> Boy, I feel like I've just been talking oh. nonstop.
6: No, you also ate quite a bit. <laughs> It's my fault for wanting to hear all about your job. It's just so much more interesting than the UN.
2: Oh, come on, really? You've got all the different languages and the costumes and that big meeting room. It must be like working in the Galactic Senate in Star Wars.
6: They are similar. We are also very concerned about the growing influence of the Sith Lords.
2: <laughs> wow. Are you free for
6: dinner some night this week?
2: Yeah, sure. I'd love to. It sounds great. was that? A guy that I met. Is this part of your mommy thing? Only insofar as we met because I touched his head thinking he was child. Oh, Liz. I like him. He's smart. He's funny. He's got a job. But you know what? I'm going to screw this up. I always find a way to screw good things up, and this one is a minefield. Did I mention that we met because I thought he was a baby? He doesn't have to know that. He can't know that. But what if I say something stupid like, order a tall coffee or talk about my Nintendo Wii. Liz, you like this guy. You're a grown woman. Take a lesson from Janice and show some self-control. How far into that biography are you? Not very. Why? What happens?
0: So I'm curious, so why did Jana... Jana, (laughs) Why did (laughs) Jenna want to be Janice Joplin so bad if she seemingly doesn't know anything about her other than I guess that she was just a singer? Like I feel like you don't have to know... Anything about Janis Joplin's life other than like she died young and she was a singer? Like, I feel like if you just ask most people who is Janis Joplin, they'll be like, "Oh, she's that singer that died, right?" I feel like that's probably the response. But ja-
1: Janis saw, saw, I'm sure, as her Oscar role.
0: That's fair because that, I mean, this would have been around the time of yeah. like Ray and all those biopics and stuff were coming out. About. I mean, they're they're, I, I mean, mean, they're still coming. That's out. That's a standard, that you know,
1: like award season, like the the uh, Johnny the, Cash. Would have been a yeah, I mean, Judy. There, the, there's the Judy Garland film. That's the, one of the big ones this season. That's Renee Zellweger's big Oscar play. Did you
0: hear how much money the Joker has already made?
1: Yeah, a lot of money.
0: And it, it's not even going to open in China, probably. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's so much money.
1: It's not that surprising, though. No, I mean,
0: it, it is to me. It is it, like it, it's a it's a it's, it's a big way IP. Way it was kind of really of, critically I mean,
1: acclaimed. People like it. Like I mean, when when, when Whenever you have something that's critically acclaimed and, you know, popular, well well liked by like the public as well, like it usually makes like a crap ton of money. Especially when it's like a comic book film. What it
0: opened in what it's three weeks? Three weeks ago it opened?
1: Yes, I wanna say this'll be the fourth. Yes, this'll be the fourth the fourth weekend.
0: Eight hundred almost eight hundred million in four weeks is pretty commendable for an R rated film.
1: Yeah, it's highest-grossing rated film book. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In
0: yeah. a comic book genre, I mean, if, I mean, Deadpool one and two broke that record. Yes, when they came out. But I mean, still, like, I I was just surprised because, like, man, I thought it would probably do about five hundred. But then, but then, also learning like it was not even released in China, I was like, oh my god, could you imagine what they would be doing if it had released in China? Because it seems like a perfect movie for that uh, that demographic. But yeah. That's
1: nuts. That Chinese demographic? I mean, it is. No, I know. Work. Action films play play, But it's not really well an action film. But it's, well, you're right. Like I a mean, drama.
0: But it's, stuff. I mean, it's
1: thriller. It's thriller. I mean, yeah, a yeah. lot of big, thriller films they yeah. usually play well in China when they're big yeah. franchises like that. Yeah.
0: Nuts. It's nuts is what I say.
1: So after, oh my God, someone someone say. So oh, after Sherry. So, so after Angie comes in to discuss the prenup. Uh Stewart drops by and Jack meets him for the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they have a good back and forth as someone who's in the government branch or the, poli- the, yeah, UN. the governmental branch and uh, someone who's in corporate America. Uh
3: Liz, Jenna got the lead in the Chanis Joplin biopic that I'm co-producing, and I want her to open the next show with a song from the movie.
2: Oh come on, Jack. You
3: can't fight synergy limit, it's bigger than all of us. Nice dress. Are you going to dinner? Don't forget your book
2: i'll have you know that i'm having dinner with a man
0: so Stuart, what is it like living under a bridge
2: kenneth
6: hey liz i was just telling him about my new apartment in williamsburg under the bridge uh-huh. huh? the u.n they still have that i could have sworn they turned that building into a barnes and noble like you guys in corporate america are doing any better have you learned how to say do you want fries with that in chinese huh? <laughs> Jack Donaghy, Senior VP for Television and Microwave Oven Programming. Stuart Lagrange, UN High Commission on Water Temperature and Food Taint. Uh, How did you and Lemon meet? Uh, Liz here just saw me on the street and went for it. Lemon did that?
2: Yeah. You know me. Spent my lunch hour walking up and down 6th Avenue looking for a hot meal.
3: Okay. Classic Lemon man-eater.
2: Cat sound.
3: (laughs) Well, nice to meet you, Jack. Yeah.
5: There he is. I owe you, Jackie D. When I'm on my deathbed, Frenching my wife, I will think of you.
3: Please don't. Uh, no, no, not again.
5: This is real, people. This is not a drill. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, Tracy, yeah. my back. Oh, baby, hurt my back. Yeah. Oh. Oh,
4: yeah.
0: Oh There's a lot to take away from that. Uh, that last bit there, like Tracy tackling um, Angie and she's saying my back, my back, but hurt my back instead of you're hurting my back. Kenneth staying in position, but like turning his back, but holding the phone, Frank peeking around the corner <laughs> to like watch and everyone else like running away. It's, it's a pretty fun visual scene, but so this is the first time I think we've seen Sherry Shepard this season. Yes. So two things were, about were, Sherry Shepard. So. First,
1: Sherry Shepard is apparently on this season of The Masked Singer.
0: As a, as a judge or as no, a... No,
1: as a, as a participant. Because, has oh, she I, been man Masked? I measure? have no idea, but... Because after the first episode... like Basically, after the first episode, people on the internet figured out who everyone is. So I, I was looking through, I, I was just curious to see if there was anyone actually like that big on there. Anyway, so apparently like um, in that show, like they show clue, a segment of clues in the, uh, for that whatever, I can't remember what costume she's wearing, but like for that segment, it apparently showed her, assuming it's her, staring at a picture of the literal Queen of Jordan. So, oh,
0: yeah. That's pretty funny. Is that an NBC show?
1: Uh, Fox. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, so finished on the Masked T- Singer. She may or may not have been on Masked, I don't know.
0: T-Pain was the, singer, the The winner of the first season. He, yeah, he won the first That's season. That's so weird to me. Not that... Because, uh, no, T- T-Pain's great, but it's just like, wow. I don't... Because I guess I'm so used to him being, like, the tune guy. Uh-oh. I'm trying to think of him as a singer. It's just like...
1: Well, he can sing. I'm sure he's got the talent.
0: Uh, it's just, all right. You go, T-Pain.
1: Yeah. Also, apparently... I think Michelle Williams from Dusty Child was parent supposedly on it, and... Patty Labelle, so I assume I'm assuming one of those will win since they're like long-running, trained, successful professional singers. So I don't know, but anyway, what's well, one thing about Sherry Shepard. Second thing is I'm making my way through the second season of Trial and Error, and the second season, it well, actually, if if you didn't watch it because not many people did, it was a two-season show on NBC. The first season was a take on I think the was the staircase where John Lithgow plays a, prof- like a professor who's accused of murdering his wife, but. He has to be defended, and yeah, it goes through the trial. It, it, it well, it, it's it's a trial, but it's a it's like a straight up comedy. Yeah. Um. And the second season is Kristen Chenoweth plays like one of the 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 first lady, what some rich lady hit in the town who was accused of murdering her husband. Is and, it the
0: same? Does it take place in the same town? Or yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. So John Lithgow isn't in the second season at all. It's basically all the cast is the same except Kristen Chenoweth replaces John Lithgow, and it's a different case. But all the lawyers and you know some of the, the townspeople people yeah. well. Judge is actually different too, but like townspeople, like, but general town and plot is uh, not town and plot. The town, the plot is somewhere that it's a murder case, but it's a different, different case. Gotcha. Anyway, Sherry Shepard plays someone who works in the law office of the defense attorney, um, and she is hilarious in that role. It's a very underrated show. I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Like it's, it's not no, even on no, Hulu, was, as far was, as I can tell. Because the
0: first season was.
1: Yeah, well, the, Hulu, the wasn't it? it? That's how we were watching. Both of them was. were on Hulu. The second season was on Hulu as it was airing, but it was a thing where the rights expired. You know, after X number of months after right. it stopped airing, then the rights were gone. But it hasn't. I don't think it's streamed anywhere else since. So I mean, weird. maybe it's on Crackle or something. Yeah. I don't know, but.
0: Uh, well, so, so I, I, I got two things to say to your two things. One, yes. I liked that show. But I know we didn't watch it when it came back just because I think we were watching a bunch of other stuff and we were like, eh, the first season was kind of lukewarm. Like, it was funny and we, like, enjoyed it. And it was, like, 13 episodes, so it wasn't a lot of, a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Sherry Shepard was great in that. Like, her, her whole deal of being face-blind yeah. is is terrific in, in the like,
1: second season like every episode she has a new disorder so oh, it's, no. like, it's like <laughs> like it only lasts an episode but it's like it's just like hilarious like every it's just yeah. like what you know it, literally every episode and is like, she still on the view no she's been off she's for been a, off? Okay. A, a while now Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, second thing and it's not related to Sherry Shepard but it is related to streaming rights I was reading something the other day about the apparently the um, the South Park streaming rights are out for bid do you know how much they're trying to get for that
1: $500 million. $500 million. Oh, really? I just, I just yeah. randomly like, guessed that.
0: That On the dot is, is what they're oh, trying right. to get for it, which is weird because, like, I'm surprised Comedy Central doesn't have its own streaming app yet, um, and they so aren't that's, willing to put up the money to keep so Comedy it. Comedy
1: Central is Viacom, isn't it? Yeah. What's Viacom? I can't keep Viacom is... Paramount, s- right? You know, well, Vi- Paramount? They, they just re merged with CBS, which is CBS All Access, but mm-hmm. is there another streaming service? I I think see, that might be the only one because okay, so Peacock is NBC Universal, HBO Max is Warner, mm-hmm. AT and I mean, CBS is just CBS All Access, and I'm I don't think there's a separate Viacom one. So CBS All Access must be the. Mm-hmm. So maybe it will pop.
0: Well, but I mean, Comedy Central's been be around there. for twenty plus years. Like they, yeah. well, they would have enough, I would think. But maybe a lot of their shows that they. They've aired, just don't... They don't have the licensing rights to... Yeah, Comedy
1: Central is the worst at streaming. Like, like, most of it... I won't say most, but many of its shows don't stream Hulu, Netflix, anywhere. Like, you have to watch them on the Comedy Central app. So, unless you have cable... A cable login, you can't see them. That is the
0: worst idea. Stop it. But it's like...
1: But it's like a Viacom... Like, a lot of the Viacom channels are like that. It's like... Mm -hmm. Their shows either take a long time to get to streaming or they don't know like some like obviously South Park I think is the next day Hulu yeah. but, but that, that's that's because it's been around so long its contract was made years and years ago yeah. but like a lot of the more recent Comedy Central are like just impossible to to see unless, there unless so you there's shows
0: that have are near yeah, impossible cable. to find like uh, so they have Strangers with Candy one of the most underrated shows that Comedy Central ever aired but one of the best Uh, I think is on there, last time I checked it was on the ComedyCentral.com site, but you have to have a cable subscription plus internet subscription to even access to it. Chappelle Show is on there, it's kind of the same thing, it's behind a weird cable paywall. Um, like Crank Yankers which is reboot but as far as I understand you couldn't find Crank Yankers anywhere before that like they just have so many shows that they like Upright Citizens Brigade that should be streaming somewhere why is it not streaming somewhere probably a licensing issue also maybe no one wants to pay for it I don't know but anyway it's just really frustrating because like Comedy Central has a gigantic backlog of stuff that they could be showing like Kids in the Hall was probably one of their biggest shows that they they aired in syndication I don't think anyone has streaming rights to that, so... Yeah. That could easily get them something. I don't know. It's just... But, it's so weird. But I think it's why so times. many
1: of their recent shows have had trouble getting traction because like, corporate never streamed anywhere. Detroiters never streamed anywhere. Southside... Well, Detroiters was, never-
0: was like, on the, also on their app. Right, right, well, right, On right, their well, website, but... All, it was behind... All, all it of their shows, shows you can watch with like, a cable
1: login, but if you don't have a cable login... Right. Or one of the, you know, the streaming services mm-hmm. that have Comedy Central Lens package, mm-hmm. then... You can't see it. And I mean, yeah, so, but I mean, most of the shows like like Broad City like had a Hulu deal. Yeah. But like apart from Broad City, South Park, like it just seems like so many recent comedy central shows didn't don't have any streaming.
0: Right, and a lot of the audience and is going to be watching those kinds of shows like Workaholics. I think right. Workaholics Workaholic is, a is, is a Hulu. I think, okay. um, or it was at one time. It might still be on there. But like shows like Detroiters, Corporate. Like the, the audience that you're going to have watching their shows, they're not watching them live as they're airing. Right. They're going to be watching them streaming. And the fact that you don't have a more accessible streaming service to allow their shows to exist. And then you wonder like, oh, why did this show get canceled? Yeah. Oh, because the people that are producing it and putting it up are incompetent about how streaming works. Or at least how the audience that would be watching these shows are going to be watching it, and it's just like, well, I mean, it, it's so backwards it's, and old fashioned. Well, just like I mean, and it's right? obviously
1: a corporate strategy, right? So, right. their accountants or whatever their finance people have determined that holding them back and not selling the rights off to streaming is basically they're, they're banking on sucking as much money as they can out the old cable model, mm-hmm. and in the short term, that's probably more financially beneficial than. Offering up the rights And then having most people Just watch it on Netflix Or whatever But I mean So it's obviously A corporate strategy Like from In terms of the But in terms of viewership Obviously it means Lots of people are going to see it And Mm. you know I think there are shows That If I mean, we've seen so many shows get the Netflix effect or, you know, where where suddenly, you know, when they aired, they didn't do much and all of a sudden when they popped on Netflix, like, they had massive audiences and... I think Good Place is a show that... Good Place, absolutely. Riverdale is one of the biggest recent Mm -hmm. examples. Um, You was a show on Lifetime that no one watched when it was on Lifetime, but it was on Netflix and it exploded. Lifetime canceled it and Netflix (laughs) picked it up and now it's a (laughs) Netflix original. Um, Pose, like, it, it does decently on FX, but huge ratings on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Shit's Creek is mm-hmm. probably up there with Riverdale is the biggest yeah. Netflix boost success story. Yeah. Like, just there are so many shows that, that yeah, they just get the, that boost. Yeah. But, but again, obviously it's a corporate decision where they're banking on whole, making people want to... Well, you know, Shit's Creek is a
0: little bit more of an outlier because it it airs on a pop Canadian.
1: Well, it airs in the US on Pop TV. Yeah, which it.
0: is kind of like a on the fringe kind of yeah. channel, so it's not exactly going to get the most advertisement or anything like that but um yeah it's just like i don't know a lot of the shows that i like usually air on network television so it's like all right usually i'll find them on hulu but there's like some small ones like detroiters or like um i guess even like schitt's creek i generally watch it after the fact on netflix because i don't we don't have a cable subscription so how else am i supposed to support this other than just like through streaming but at that point the streaming is not going to affect anything in the television ratings it's just kind of like I'm doing my best guys I'm I'm trying but yeah I don't know so 500 million dollars for South Park Who, who wants to put that money up so Jenna gets bad news that Julia Robert is doing a Martin Scorsese produced Janis Joplin film
1: it's kind of hilarious because, like, I can't see Martin Scorsese actually doing a Janis Joplin biopic. It just doesn't seem... It doesn't seem... Well, I guess that's why he's producing and we're direct it. Oh, we produce yeah, just producing... Yeah, she's um, producing.
0: And <laughs> meanwhile, Jenna's <laughs> is being directed by Steven Spielberger. Yes, Spielberger. Um, and Jack and Elisa have a little... Uh, well, I guess we could play that scene because it is kind of pivotal to Jack's character. So we'll play that real quick. Um It's kind of a turnaround from Jack's character in the story of 30 Rock, as well as this episode.
3: It's seven o'clock. Why don't I hear my mother yelling, go home to the Asian contestant on Jeopardy? Because she's asleep. Really? How did you do that? She
4: fought me at first, but I find that authoritative, rapid Spanish subdues white people.
3: Well, I'm heading out for the evening.
4: Oh, I forgot. Somebody dropped that off for you earlier. Oh, good God. Oh, gold shoes. My nephew just joined the Marines to try to pay for college, but that's fun.
3: No, no, they're from Tracy Jordan. I tried to get him and his wife to sign a prenup, but all it led to were pledges of everlasting love and devotion. It was ridiculous.
4: What's ridiculous about love?
3: Well, the idea of depending on one person for the rest of your life is irrational. You come in alone, you go out alone.
4: That's the saddest thing I ever heard.
3: There's nothing sad about it at all, actually. I have a great life. Tonight I'm going out with a Fox News correspondent. We'll have some dinner, some laughs, some sex. Not necessarily in that order, but I'm not counting on spending the rest of my life with her.
4: So what's your plan? Get old? Die alone? In an empty room with your gold shoes?
3: That's what happens to most of us. At least, I'm prepared. Without getting into specifics, my exit involves a McFlurry machine and a videotape of risque commercials from overseas.
4: Well, I don't even know what to say to that. Except that in Puerto Rico, a McFlurry, it's called a Senor Flurry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Liz and Stuart's date hits, uh, the a, town. What's a, no, what's a fire pun here. Heats up. Liz and Stuart's date heats up.
6: This guy makes Padushas, they're like an Indian donut, they're amazing. Careful, buddy. he's hot. Are you trying to pick me up to keep me from touching fire? Kiss me. Wait a minute. When you first met me, did you think I was a child? Yes, I did, sir. Unbelievable. I knew I should have listened to my friends. Kofi said you were too good to be true. Not, Huh? Told me to wait three days before I called you, and yet here we are. Is anything even going to happen between us tonight? No.
2: But, But not because of your size. It's because I have a thing about intimacy. I'm the weird one. I'm weirder than you.
6: How am I weird? You're
2: not. That came out wrong.
6: You came out wrong? Oh, and I lied about your show. I have seen it.
2: Be careful crossing the...
0: The more we we watch this season, I think so much less and less of Liz. Because going into this show, I was like, Yeah, Liz is a hero. She's a good person. She's just doing her best. And... Man, she is not making an easy fight to try and defend her anymore. Like she's just become more and more openly racist and, or inadvertently racist slash openly racist and just. Well, awkward. everyone has their flaws. Racism is more than a flaw, I think, because it's something you can fix and control. A flaw like, I don't know, that's um, a flaw that you like. Anger, anger is something you can. Fix and you can control for the most part. Racism is something you can. I'm sorry, anger isn't something that you can necessarily control without a lot of intensity and help. Racism is absolutely something you can control and fix and stop doing. Does that makes sense.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, you can control. You can try to control your you anger can, outbursts just like you can try to but control it's easier, your racism. But outbursts. it's way
0: easier to control your racism yes. than it is like something well, like anger. Yes. Or whatever so
1: <laughs> it's easier to control your racism or <laughs> or any other discrimination not... <laughs> that you might have what we'll to say or, or i would say or not have it in the first place
0: well some people it... are a product of their mm-hmm. yes whatever so yeah i'm just it's i feel like by the end of the season i'm just gonna be like liz you're on your own i can't help you anymore i can't defend anything that you do because she's she's not a good person Just a she's a person with good intentions that often, not well thought out. So, (sighs) poor Liz. So Jack at the restaurant goes into the restroom and he feels a lump on his testicle, and Elisa helps him out when he gets home or when she gets in the next morning.
3: Good morning. Morning, everyone.
4: Are you all right? You're looking very pale.
3: I'm fine. I had a good hour's sleep last night, took a few showers.
4: Is there anything you want to talk about? I am a nurse.
3: It's nothing. It's embarrassing.
4: <laughs> More embarrassing than your CD collection. I didn't know Michael Bublé had so many albums.
3: If you must know, I found a lump.
4: On your testicle? Let me see it.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I think I have it under control.
4: Mirá, aquí la que tiene en control soy yo, porque esto what? puede ser muy peligroso y te tengo You're que checar so el fast. testículo. Esto no es una broma.
3: Is that the subjunctive?
4: How <laughs> did you do that? I told you I was a professional, and you forgot to put on your underpants.
3: So, uh, any big plans for your day off?
4: I'm going to Prospect Park. It's my goddaughter's quinceañera. Oh, it's kind of like a debutante
3: ball. You did that on purpose.
4: I did. Well, there is something there. Could be a number of things. You should get it checked out by a doctor.
3: Thank you for telling me what I already know. You should work with the Huffington Post.
4: I'm sorry. I'm sure you have friends or family you can call. I'm fine. Oh, please, don't try to be Senor Macho Solo, which is actually what we call a McReeve
3: sandwich. I'm fine. I'm handling this all
0: alone. Man, there's so many good scenes in this. Like, especially basically everything with Peter Dinklage. He's on fire. Not like the last scene. (laughs) But Liz reaches out to Stuart to beg for one more chance.
6: Hello.
2: Stuart, it's me.
6: Uh... Look, Liz, I'm really busy right now.
2: I just wanted to apologize for the other night, but I didn't get a chance to explain myself. I'm kind of baby crazy of late.
6: Socially inept and baby crazy. I feel like I'm in a beer commercial.
2: Yeah, I get it. I'm a piece of work. But I really like you, and if you gave me another chance, maybe this could be something.
6: Liz, at this point in my life, maybe just isn't good enough.
2: Okay, here's a thought. Did you see the Sex in the City movie?
6: Once again, Liz, I am an adult man.
2: Okay, well, Miranda and Steve were having issues because Steve cheated. Yeah, so bored. But the point is, they decided to take a break and then meet up at the Brooklyn Bridge at such and such a time if they wanted to stay together. Maybe we could do the same thing. Brooklyn Bridge, this Saturday, 2 p.m.?
6: Okay. But for whatever reason, if I don't see you there, take care, Liz Lemon.
2: You too. Oh, and can you transfer me to the Italian ambassador's office? Because I like to make the prank a phone call
0: please hold that's probably my favorite it's so random my favorite scene is the janice joplin scene but my favorite joke is her i would like to make it a break phone call and then him doing the robotic please hold like it's just like again it feels like he's ab living it doesn't feel like that was in the script it feel like it just feels like his comedic timing is just that good that he just was like i'm gonna do this I don't know, that's just how it comes off. It's so great. So Jack goes to the quinceañera to thank Elisa, give her a bottle of uh, wine.
1: Very expensive wine. A
0: 65, 65 something. I guess in 1960, a a bottle from 1965 and some pizza blasted Pringles. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what to bring, so he's going to try and meet in the middle. And he uh, gets a new look on life and uh, decides to go share the good news with Lemon. And then he gets his biopsy report.
2: Hey, I need to ask your advice about Stuart. We decided to do this whole meet me at the Brooklyn Bridge if we still want to be together thing from the Sex
5: in the City movie. They do that a lot in movies. An Affair to Remember, Sleepless in Seattle, and that remake of An Affair to Remember that I was in, a Affair to black. Like. I just don't know what to do.
3: Here's what you don't do. Be alone. We were never meant to be alone, Lemon. Surround yourself with people and love and babies with pierced ears.
2: What is wrong
3: with you? I got a crazy 48 hours. It all started when I realized I'm probably dying. You see, I have this thing
2: on my testicle. Oh, my God.
3: No, no, no. It's okay. Whatever happens, it's okay. I don't want to die alone, and now I don't have to. Because...
5: I'm in love with my mother's nurse. Wow. Now you have what me and Angie have, minus the hypertension.
2: Jack, slow down. Have you been to a doctor?
3: No, I'm waiting for the results of a biopsy. We went to this picnic. Lemon, have you ever had a piragua? It's exactly like a snow cone, except they call it a piragua. It's my doctor's office. You take it. No.
5: I'll do it. Hello? Yes? Okay. Thank you. The test was positive. No 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 no. I mean positive like it's good. The test results were negative. Oh, I see your confusion. That is funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> buddy. Jack doing you know the test results.
0: Yeah. I want to know what skit he's gonna be in because it look. It's obviously like a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they looks like right cause he has the ears
1: and the hair. I don't. I feel like when Durin. It's wearing like a robot or costume or something.
0: No, it's a It's like a knight's on. Oh,
1: it looked like some sort of spaceship, futuristic, Star Trek-y thing to me. You've never watched a lot of. Movies. I've not watched it's any of those things. Okay. So. <laughs> That's not true. I've seen. I saw plenty of Star Trek when I was little. You
0: poor thing. Mm-hmm. What a waste mm-hmm. of time. No, next generation or the original.
1: Uh, it would have been next generation, Deep Space Nine, oh and God. Voyager.
0: I just, I can't get into Star Trek. It's not for me. I mean,
1: I haven't watched it in at least 20 years more than that. I don't know.
0: You have no interest in Discovery or whatever that CBS one is?
1: Okay, so I, so once a year for a month, I get CBS All Access to watch the latest season of The Good Fight. So I tried watching the first episode of Star Trek Discovery and I made it 20 minutes in and I said, I don't want to watch this anymore. So I turned it off and I haven't watched it since. Okay. I'm just. I mean, I'm just not a big sci-fi person in general. Yeah. All the Star Trek watching when I was a kid was because on Sundays my. Pa- that's right. I mean, my parents used to watch football and they would watch the Star Treks, so, so they just would be like on. And osmosis, I would watch them. Yeah,
0: kind of, or not osmosis. It's just like habit.
1: Just by being in the room. Yeah,
0: you were too little to do something on your yeah. own. Yeah, and not old enough to say, "Shut up, mom! I'm watching this."
1: That sounds like something I would have done for sure.
0: Oh yeah, I know you and your mom. That's exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. how that. <laughs> relationship goes so we come to the end we get a fun um, debut of Janet Jopler uh, as well as like a fun little montage wrapping up all the stories
1: singing chunk singing of my love chunk of my lung chunk of my lung excuse I, me I
0: always thought it was chunk of my love too because like the way she's sang it it sounds like it could be but the song that they're parodying is take a piece of my heart so it wouldn't make sense that you're saying chunk oh, of my Love." Yeah, it makes more sense to say chunk of my lung so, it's, I, I, I want this kind of as an mp3. I think I think it's a good song.
2: I've decided to go to the bridge tomorrow. You've inspired me.
3: What if this experience hasn't changed me? Maybe everything I was feeling for Elisa was just neediness and fear. I mean, can two people fall in love over a benign gonad cyst?
2: Why not? It's not about where things start, it's about where it goes. Tracy told me that. He's kind of on a roll.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Janet Joplin. Until we get the life right, we have to protect ourselves.
4: I'd like you to come up, come up, come up and take it. Take little chunk of my now,
3: mister. Also, uh, we didn't get the song. I wrote this myself five minutes ago.
4: You know you bought it if life makes you sweet food.
2: Mm-hmm. Now this I like. waiting for someone? What do you think you're doing? Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought he was someone else. Yes. Hey. Shut it.
1: Okay. So I buy why Jack would have a crush on Elisa mm-hmm. and She's hot. Wanna be with her. But based on what we've seen this episode, I don't quite buy why it would be reciprocated. That's true. Like well- yeah, no, not that yeah. I doubt that it could happen, but based on what we saw, because most of it, most of the episode is her being just a professional mm-hmm. and doing her job. Then I guess the the scene at the at Prospect Park where he comes and she kind of like instead of treating it like it's a joke or being like, "Oh, you're so lonely, you came here," or whatever, she like tells you know she takes the line and she fights him in and tells her family to be nice to him and yada right. yada. So I mean, I that's sort of does that work, but it's not. I mean, but you could have no attraction to someone and say, well, you know, this person is nice and he came all the way here. Like, and right. he brought, yeah, he brought some yeah. wine. Like, right. let's, let's, you know, have fun. It would be rude
0: for someone to show up and you just be like, okay, thank you. And then brush them away.
1: Yeah. I just don't think it does enough to no, right. establish why she would be attracted to him.
0: No, I, I think that's fair. I think it's just you have to accept some things at the party that are at the prospect park that happened that caused it to bloom that we just have to assume happens off screen or yeah because you don't want to assume that like she's just attracted to him because he has good looks and money so she couldn't seem like as a gold digger or whatever like you don't want to assume that because she's a woman and that would be the first probably assumption um so yeah you're right i never really thought about that way but you're right like there's no reason for her for it to be reciprocated and even for him to be in love with her just because like what she helped him with his testicle, and because I don't know, it just seems like I, I think it. I think it becomes a, li- a bit more of an earned relationship as the, as the. Episode I'm sure. On. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But in this, for them to end the episode with them like embracing one another is kind of like well, and how do I think about it? yeah? That's not exactly an earned love interest right. for either one. I mean,
1: based on what we've. I mean, he just walked up there and started kissing her. Like I mean, right. based on what we've seen, like I mean. Equally, her reaction could be like, Oh, what are you doing? Right, you know what I mean? Did, like, right, no.
0: if Let's that would, I mean, if she's talking about so much that she's a professional, yeah, that seems incredibly unprofessional. Yeah. For her to. And we get a storyline later where she, where that is impeding in her job of, of doing her nursing. So it's like, it's, it's kind of goes against everything that's happened in this episode, but we can discuss that when we, when we get there. But, um, yeah, you're right. Like, it doesn't feel like an earned ending for that. Relationship or yeah. for that budding. I mean, I,
1: I I almost wonder if there was just a scene that was cut that would have made yeah. that would have served as the connection between the scene in the park and that scene where he basically just walks in and starts kissing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just like seems maybe like, they
0: danced at the exactly the, the or it, something It seems like, like the,
1: the, there's got to be something that would have made that more logical because I can't imagine that they as it was originally written it went straight from that to that I mean if it was it just seems like yeah you're probably 90% right that
0: it definitely should have been another scene somewhere well they
1: probably had to cut for time but yeah
0: Yeah. but yeah so that's uh, Senor Mancho Solo Uh, strong episode we've had to we had to cut a lot of scenes out but a lot of this episode actually made it into the final uh, recording just because Peter Dinklage kind of steals every scene that he's in, and I I think I included everything that he's involved in. So uh, he's great. The Janis Joplin, uh Jackie Jump, all that fun stuff is great. So um, chunk of my lung is God. I wanted that. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, someone's got to make that into an MP3 at this
1: point. Probably. So I'm
0: going to see if I can find that. Cause it's There's so MP3 good.
1: Muffin Top. Well, that was a
0: legitimate. Yeah. They actually released that because there is an actual album of Thirty Rock songs and music uh-huh, really? out there. Um, so that was a literal, like literal, That was a real release, but I don't, th- I don't remember seeing Chunk of My Long make that cut. So uh, it's kind of, a, kind of a bummer. Um, but yeah, any uh, final thoughts? So this is setting, up, basically, this is setting up, leading into the finale of what the this season will all be, uh, at least for Jack's storyline of him and Elisa. As well as Jenna trying to do the Janice Joplin thing, which is only in a couple of episodes, but um, we're still getting the baby crazy Liz. So I think this this is another episode. Considering last week's episode was a little bit of a dud, I think this puts us right back on track of what made season three really uh, memorable and great. What are your thoughts?
1: I know, something I was thinking about was I'm trying to think the 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 storyline of Liz. Is baby crazy? So baby crazy. She's randomly walking up and grabbing kids on the street that turns into romance. But like, I guess, I was trying to think. Like, is that like a thing that's like you couldn't do nowadays? But I guess it's okay because, in the sense, it's like she thinks she literally thinks she's like touching a child on the head. So it just turns out that he turns out to be an adult. And when she starts talking, because she's embarrassed and like tries to act like she was an adult, but it's like I, I, I guess it, it serves okay because it's not like she. Like it's it's kind of a weird circumstance. but I don't know. I'm I, like I'm saying like is is it like you know would someone say it's offensive that like she's she's you know she because she's baby crazy she gets to do a romance with like a little person. But I guess it's more that she mistook him for a child. But once even though when she met him she still liked him. So, yeah, like, no, it she managed was, to pull the line.
0: Yeah, I don't feel like she was ever forced into. Cause she could have easily like blown him off after like he set up like let's go get coffee and then yeah. like do you want to do dinner later like she could have been like oh no no like because I mean she even like admits to Jenna she's like I like him he's smart yeah he's got a job <laughs> so like she, there is an attraction there but she's she's just so uncomfortable because she's clearly never dated someone the right. a well, just person and and she's awkward that it's just like she knows she's gonna blow it um, but also she can't admit to the reason why she. Uh, was it, you know, it bumped into him anyway because I think there is a stigma if a woman uh, is baby crazy. A lot of guys are turned off by that. Right. And so they don't want to get into a relationship with someone who's trying to have a baby because they're maybe not ready for that yet. So she um, yeah. can't in the first date be like, yeah, I I tousled your hair because I'm wanting to have a child. I right. expect him to immediately want to go along with something like that. So I think there, it's a mix. I think you can still do that storyline. Yeah, no, you yeah. you could.
1: It will, I guess what would be problematic slash weird if it was like, oh, she's so baby crazy. She wants to date men because they remind because they her remind of her yeah, of children, yeah, which and is that would have been weird. yeah. I guess yeah, that would be what would make it weird and yeah. not
0: a bit more uncomfortable. Yeah, but yeah. the the, the yeah, I, I think, think it, the way they handled yeah, it was yeah. the best. The way I they played it, I mean, yeah, it
1: yeah, yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I okay. Agree. And, uh, thanks for talking that out no problem
0: I was thinking the same thing too like when when she first bumps into him there's like she's just like walking down the street she's like shaking hands and like high-fiving babies I'm like that's so weird Is that, I know like I've been in stores where like people will see like other people's children and be like oh my god it's so keen. and it's just like I guess that's normal but to me like it's it's just it's like why I don't know it's just like why like and I mean it's polite you're not doing anything mean so it's it's a some nice people thing, just but it's just and like some people, yeah, children, some people, babies yeah, and, absolutely. But it's know. just like I don't know to do it to complete strangers. Just it's not something I would do. So to me, it's a little odd, uh, little odd. But even in that scene, like she's just like high fiving babies. I'm like, that's so weird. Like, what are you doing?
1: Congratulations
0: on existing, yeah, baby, You you, you, you were finished. born. You
1: made it. You did it. <laughs>
0: Great job. Like, I don't know, it's just. And the more I think about, like, the Tracy-Angie storyline, like, it, it's basically wrapped up even before the first act is over, but, like,
1: yeah, it is the only reason it's
0: there is is just for the the Jack storyline to sort of have some hook.
1: Yeah, in the, the shoes. like,
0: Tracy's like, well, that, plus, like, Tracy's like, well, now you have what Tracy oh, yeah. or what Angie and I have is love. And it's just, like, you could have gotten there different ways without bringing in Sherry Shepard and having a relatively – Unimportant C story that didn't even last the full episode, but yeah, I also think I think it's a it's a solid episode. And I, I hate myself for forgetting this is the one with Peter Dinklage in it. But how can I'm you live to, with yourself? I won't. This is it. End of the episode. Bye. Bye. Uh, but that's Senor Macho Solo. All right. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on mm-hmm. Go To There. If you like what we're doing, reviewing and rating, and all that good stuff, is gonna be the most beneficial for us at our coffee is ko-fi.com backslash go to there and we will see you next time in episode 44 season 3 episode 8 flu shot wherein liz takes a stand against rationing against rationing healthcare. hooray hooray fight big business david take us out
1: medicare for all
0: yay elizabeth warren 2020 psych bernie sanders david take us out Tulsi Gabbard. (laughs) No, we don't need another Russian in the White House. That's true. Uh, David, take us out.
1: (laughs) Okay. See you next time.
2: And can you transfer me to the Italian ambassador's office? Because i like to make the prank a phone call. Please hold.